And now, Touch My Bass Productions presents The Shootout with Bill Blanchard. How's everybody doing tonight? Welcome. This is the uh, Wrestling Shootout. I am your host, Survivor of Pain, Bill Blanchard. And I tell you what, tonight I got very, very special guests on my show. And I'm getting fired up. And I'm getting excited because you know why? Young talent hungers veterans. I mean, the young talent puts the fire back in veterans. And, I'm, and tonight I'm bringing in, in my opinion, he's, he was the rookie of the year in 2014. I've got Caleb Stovall on my show tonight. Caleb, how you doing, partner? How's it going, outstanding, man? Outstanding, outstanding, man, man. You know, this 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 is a fun podcast show. I'm giving wrestlers a chance to tell their story. And I, I know you haven't been in the business that very, very long, but you know, at the same time, you know, ten years from now, can you remember everything you did in your first couple of years in the business? So while I look at it, your mind is fresh on it. So I want your fresh thoughts about it right now, my man. But before we get into how we get started, what was it that brought you to the, you know, what made what made you want to be a wrestler? Well, um, I mean, like, as a kid, um, I was such a huge wrestling mark or fan, you know, whatever you, terms you want to use and stuff like that. But uh, I was such a, a, a huge fan. Uh, I, was, I was very fortunate enough to grow up in, like, the greatest wrestling time period, in my opinion, which was uh, the Monday Night Wars, the Monday basically. Night Wars, the you know, best WCW time WCW versus WWE. And I awesome. was... I was a WCW fan before I was a WWE. Uh, um, I was Who's your a, favorite WCW wrestler? WCW or WWE? WCW. You're a WCW, WCW man. Who no, was your man? No doubt about it. Sting. Sting, the icon. Sting. Uh, I, I remember. I remember when I didn't know anything about wrestling. Uh-huh. Uh, my dad was watching it and stuff like that, and I. Uh, I remember him telling me two things about both promotions, which was he was like Sting. That's the greatest WCW wrestler. Yep. And uh, um, Bret Hart was the greatest WWE wrestler, in wow. his opinion. Wow, really? really? So, yeah, I, I, I followed him with the Sting thing. I didn't necessarily follow him with Bret Hart, though. I mean, I love Bret Hart, but right, I, right. I was more of a Shawn Michaels fan in some ways. <laughs> uh, but, I, like I said, I was a WCW fan, and I, right. I remember the NWO and stuff like that, you know, like when Hogan had just turned heel and stuff like that, and everybody was like, oh, my God! And it was, you know, that you just can't beat stuff like that. No, you, know? you can't. And um, so that, that's kind of how I became, like, a fan of wrestling. And then when I got into the business aspect of it, um, I'd say that was like, you know, in my, like after around high school uh-huh. and stuff like that, I, um, had originally not really even, uh, wanted to be a wrestler cause in all due respect, I, I didn't think I was physically capable of doing that. Cause those guys are, you know, you know, like pure athletes, uh, in my opinion, and, and they're slamming each other around. And I, I didn't really think that I was cut out for all that, but one of the things I loved about wrestling was was the creativeness of it, the storylines right. and stuff like that. Like WWE has always, um, and still to this day, you know, in you know, in other people's opinion, I guess, but uh, but still to this day, you know, they, they come up with some of the most creative storylines and stuff like that. And I've just seen some of like the best, you know, told. Well, what was stories. your favorite? What was your favorite storyline? You thought was just unbelievable creative. Hmm. Well. There's a couple of them. Uh, one was Sting versus Hogan. 
I thought that was like the coolest buildup. And, and like, even as a child, I knew that that's the matchup that like I wanted to see. It was Sting versus Hogan. And finally they booked it for Starcade. Wasn't as great as the buildup, you know, but that, you know, all of that that crap that was going on behind the scenes, you know, you, you kind of, just have to take that with a grain of salt, I guess. But it was still a good story. But another, you know, two more stories, though, that uh, really uh, captured me was one was Kane versus Undertaker in the Attitude Era, the brother versus brother. And they brought in, it was almost like a comic book, yes. you know, come to yes. life. And I just thought, you know, this is like the coolest, greatest thing ever with, you know, the Inferno matches, everything they oh, yeah. did. Like, made like, sense. like, we were shooting lightning down from the ceiling, you know, oh, King Hogan's yeah. up. Absolutely. Boom, lightning, set one of the, uh, uh, production guys on fire, like, what the heck is this? You know, I just thought, like. <laughs> oh, I do remember that. I, I remember, like, watching a Raw. Uh-huh. Um, and this is actually how I found out about wrestling, which was, <laughs> Kane goes into the crowd, <laughs> and he choke slams a guy. Uh-huh. And I'm watching it on TV, and I like I got so scared. I was like, "Dad, don't ever take me to a WWE event. <laughs> they they attack wrestlers." And and he just goes, "This was literally his reaction." He just goes, "Caleb, it's fake." <laughs> like, like he, it, it, so he started telling me about like. All this stuff, uh, you know, about wrestling and, and, uh, and everything like that. And, and that's when I, I found out about it and I thought, well, I'm going to get out of this then. And I, I so never, you did. heard I that it was, it was fake. I heard it. Was, yeah. Like fake scripted, whatever you want to call so it. I mean, like, from it, huh? um, so, you know, that's how I found out. And then they did like a special on NBC. I remember, uh, which was like the secrets of pro wrestling. Yes. Yes. Uh, where they that. were giving away all the secrets and stuff like that. Um, I wouldn't even say though that that's when like I really became a fan, but when I really became a fan and a lot of people might actually, uh, find this funny the the when i discovered like independence and stuff yes, like that yes. everything other than what was on tv was uh tna when they first started uh the weekly pay-per-views uh-huh. and i remember uh my friend uh blake told me um hey there's this new product it's called tna and so i checked it out it was on upn it came on at like 1 a.m yes, at the time i remember that and i remember the first thing I saw was AJ Styles and I was like, Oh my God, this guy's just incredible. Right? Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, literally he is phenomenal. <laughs> His name AJ is Styles. phenomenal. And, uh, so I guess that's kind of like how I, I, I like really got into the business, but I've been a fan of it since, you know, I was a kid. I, I used to collect action figures and stuff like that. I'd even go so far as to like, have a ring like one of those like talking rings back in the day with like the raw entrance set uh-huh. and stuff like that and i'd set up wrestlers and just like have like this kind of like little picture of wrestlers just like doing moves on each other and stuff like that bro. It, it, it's fun so th- I, I guess that's kind of like how i became a fan of it i just became a fan of like all the characters all the moves and just everything about it i just fell in love with it Outstanding. Well, you know, we're going we're gonna to fast forward a little bit here now. Right. Now, I did a little bit of research on you here. I think you you took drama in high school. I did. And is, um, that, is that kind of? I did. I I took. Uh, I I went to Greenbrier High School. Uh, and, well, I won't uh, hold that against you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a different story. But uh, 
I, I went there um, at, during high school, uh-huh. and uh, my dad and uh, my mom, uh, my dad's name is Matt Stovall, for anybody uh, who lives in Augusta and knows WGAC, then they probably know his voice. And my mom was also a music teacher, uh-huh. and she was also uh, in a lot of the plays that he was in. So he was very, you know, big into the theater. They both were, really. So, um, uh, I remember, uh, in high school, there was just a time period where I really wanted to do drama, um, because I, I, I loved acting. Uh, I love like everything about that. And that's and, what kind of made you want to get into the wrestling business? Um, kind of, because I, I didn't really, uh, I didn't really think that, like I said, I was capable of doing that. Um, but as you know, as I was uh, starting to watch it and stuff like that, I thought, you know, maybe if I can get the physical ability to do it, I might can do it because I know that, you know, drama is involved uh, in wrestling and stuff like that. And I think I was about uh, the only one in class. We did a survey where uh, he was like, you know, what are your goals in acting and, and stuff like that? Do you plan on going to college and stuff like that? So we so we all had to, like, get up in front of the class and people yeah, were saying, yeah. well, I want to go to um, this school. I want to be in movies. I want to be the next Leonardo DiCaprio. And uh, I stood up there. I was like, I do want to do movies, but, you know, I would like to be a pro wrestler. I think everyone was, like, dead silent, just looked at me <laughs> like... <laughs> Not pro wrestling. <laughs> and then, and then what, what, what was really bad about the answer was someone literally went up to me and was just like, isn't that stuff fake? Ooh. I was like, I was like, yeah. And like, I just stabbed you in a scene the other night and that was real. And that like. was real. Exactly. <laughs> so. I tell people all the time when it when went to out, you know, when I was in the Marine Corps and we called fake ass wrestling federation. And I said, you will have a come to Jesus when you step in that ring and take your first back bump and let's see if you can get up from it, you know? Oh God. The first day you do your bumps. It's exactly. Just, you're just like, Oh, I feel like an old man. <laughs> well, you know, when you want to get in there, when you, when you find a side you, you won't, you want to become a pro wrestler. You got to get independence. You got to get trained. Mm-hmm. You know, how did you try to find, how did you find it? Where did you find to get trained? And what caught your attention? So this is, <laughs> this is actually a funny story. I was working at Steak and Shake uh-huh. at the time. Steak and Shake. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, I was, I was um, doing uh, the shakes. Basically I, I was making all the shakes. Well, there was this girl there. Um, and she was, um, she was a servant there uh-huh. and, um, I added her on Facebook. I, I met her through steak and shake. And I remember one day she posted something on Facebook uh-huh. and it was, um, learning my way around the ropes. And it had an advertisement for the local, uh, wrestling thing, which was called flatline flatline and, uh, which I'm sure you know all yes. about. So, uh, I saw this and I immediately went up to her the next day at work and I was just like, Hey, I saw this post. Um, are you involved in this? And she was like, well, my boyfriend, uh, James Caleb kitchens. Really? Yes. Is, small world. <laughs> was, uh, was head of creative. And I said, I said, can you please, you know, hook me up with him somehow? And, um, she was like, well, if you want to get into wrestling, you know, you got to go, to WWA four or Atlanta, or you got to go here because he, you know, he's he's not going to show you how to wrestle. And I not anymore. Uh, he used to, but not yeah. anymore. And I was like, uh, 
I was like, well, no, 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 I, I don't, you know, and at the time this was true. I, I didn't, you know, like I said, I didn't want to learn wrestling, so to speak. I just wanted to learn uh, the creative side. Creative side. Okay. So I messaged him on Facebook and, uh, and uh, I, I was, I was like, Hey man, um, you know, I, I, I have loved wrestling uh, since I was a kid. This is something I would love to do. I, I'd love to do, you know, the behind the scenes stuff and, and everything like that. And I just, I just wanted to know how all of it worked. Cause you know, you, you've seen all these DVDs, you've seen everyone have their opinions about stuff, of course, of course. but you don't know how it actually works until you're, you know, behind the scenes or you're in the ring. Uh-huh. And so like, I, I just wanted to know how everything was actually done. So, uh, he was just like, well, yeah, I can show you some stuff. Um, and he was like, do, do you do sound or anything? And I was like, I've never really done sound. I'm, I more do camera work. Uh, but, you know, I, I can learn sound if you need me to. And so um, like a month later, I uh, went to Flatline for the very first time. And I think within like five seconds, I hadn't I like met anybody or anything. I, right. I just literally stepped behind the scenes. I saw like everybody going through everything, setting up the ring and stuff like that. And I was just like, this is the most incredible thing I've ever seen. You know, like this is like, it, it, it just felt like home uh, to me. So like, I was just like, yeah, somehow I got to do this uh, for the rest of my life. Um, so that was like how I got involved in like the behind the scenes stuff. And as far as in, in ring um, competitor uh, goes, I, uh, I, I then told uh, James, I was like, I was like, I don't, really have you know like money to go to um to atlanta right now or anything like that you know and i like i said i didn't know if i could do it so but a lot of people a lot of my friends kept coming up to me and they were like they're like you're gonna try wrestling you're, you're gonna try to be a wrestler and stuff like that and i kept telling them no not really but it's the more and more i kept hearing about it the more and more i was like well i wonder so I, I, I convinced him to, you know, take me out one day and just show me like the first uh, basic bumps and stuff this like that. Caleb. Yes. This is Caleb. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I, I, uh, I, I told him, you know, like, like, can you just show me, you know, just a little bit how to do this? And if I can do it, I can do it. If I can, I can't. Oh, well, at least I tried. So uh went out there first day oh my god when i left it i was like oh this sucks <laughs> and he told me at first day and he's like you know you're gonna be sore as hell right oh, yeah. i was like i was like yeah i figured but i didn't realize like how much i would be sore but i think within like an hour after that day like after we had finished and like i was still sore like the whole night I kept like all I just kept thinking was was just like man I really want to get back out there and bump again you know like I, I want to continue this like and that was the side to me of like okay maybe you can do this maybe you've got a shot at this um, so about six months later went by I think and we hadn't really gotten in touch you know we, uh, he he was on a different time schedule as me so it was really hard to get together. And then uh, one day he introduced me to uh, Michael Saint. Michael Saint. Yes, or uh, and uh, Christian Fury and all them. And oh, I Matt Fury got it. Wear a mask. Oh now. yeah, Matt Fury. Yeah, yeah. He didn't wear a mask though, but <laughs> I guess this is why he's Christian Fury. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but um, I went out there and it was him, 
uh, Michael Saint, um, Damien Sick, um, and uh, I think Jay Renegade as Jay well. Renegade. And now, where was, was this at? This was out at the AWF, out, out, out at the old AWF Arena, the Harlem, in arena? Harlem Arena. Okay, okay. And uh, we, uh, it was the same ring that I had bumped them before, like me and James, and went out there. But we uh, that had been like the only day that we had been out there. So, um, so you know, I, I just I kind of worked with those guys, and uh, I want to say it was like a month later I was invited to EWA. Uh-huh. And uh, I remember Damien Sick uh, messaged me, <coughs> or well, didn't really message me, but sent out a message board saying, "Hey, can uh, anyone you know do music? Like, like does anyone have a laptop for us to use?" And I was just like, "I have a MacBook, you know, I have, I, I can put songs on there and stuff like that." And so he he was like, "Caleb, I want you to be my general manager for tonight." <laughs> I was like a kid, you know, uh, you know that just had his first birthday present you know it was it was just like oh awesome you know <laughs> yes i'll be there your and, first uh, rubbing and rustling i like that that's yeah awesome. uh, uh, and so that's i guess that's kind of like how i started pretty much and um was a good crowd there Get for the crowd as a general manager or? well there was probably about maybe Five people there hey. <laughs> watching it. I mean, it was at the filling station. If, I if know. you've ever been to the filling station. I was kidding. I, I knew what the filling station. I was just curious. <laughs> it like like I came out, like I came out of the curtain and I, I was like, I was like, all right, how we doing everyone? And they were just like, Yay! I was like, well, <laughs> <laughs> hey, you gotta start sober, man. But hey, still, that's, that's, that's a good experience for you, though. Yeah, and we. Had I also- heard you. I heard you did such a damn good job. People didn't want Chris Dickens no more. People say Chris, who? And they, they all thought you blew him away. I mean, <laughs> I keep in mind, Josh told me that David Sick told me this. I'm, I'm not surprised because when uh, <laughs> when I went there. I think I literally heard nothing great about Chris Dickens <laughs> when I went there from anyone. Nobody. You better tell me when you mentioned Chris. <laughs> Chris is like over here. He's just what, like what screw they, y'all. What, what did they? What did they say when you when you mentioned Chris Dickens' name or Dicky or well, Shaggy a, or wherever they referred to? Well, him this as. is a PG show. I don't know if we can Ooh, if we wow. can discuss that. Wow. <laughs> but. Uh, Man, we can bleep it out. I understand. <laughs> <laughs> but, and at um, this time, I want you to thank my sponsors. Chris Dickens and Touch My Bass Productions. Okay, continue. <laughs> <laughs> a little shameless plug there. <laughs> but it was, a, it, it was a fun experience. Um, and I, I got to, uh, you know, I, I got to work on the mic a uh-huh. lot that night. Uh, I also got to referee, uh, which I had never done. I just kind of... Um, gone off of what I had seen from uh, other referees. So I, so I did a combination of general manager and referee that night. Although no one told me I was doing a referee that <laughs> night. So I didn't have like so, any pants, uh-huh. like, 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 like the black pants or anything. And I didn't even have like a ref uniform. It was just, I had like, uh, my justified TV show shirt. Yeah. And I'm just like in the ring counting one, two, three. They're like, isn't he supposed to be wearing like stripes? I'm like, <laughs> yeah, not tonight. 
So, so when they probably told you you can be referee, they explain you how you're going to be referee. And say, hey, by the way, when shows down, it's kind of one, two, three, ring the bell or some crap like that. I mean, they didn't to tell you? me. Jack. Or they just, or they just <laughs> assume you knew. You know, they didn't tell the me, Jack. They just kind of. <laughs> They need like I didn't even know what matches were taking place. <laughs> and, oh, 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 and uh, I was also um, the ring announcer as well. So wow. like I'm an, I'm trying to announce these things. I'm like I have no idea what this says because it was all scribbled wow. and stuff like that. Wow. And uh, and I didn't know who was heel or who was face. And like I'm supposed to do like an in ring segment with Damian Sick. And, uh, um, Michael Saint, well, actually Night Stalker. Right, right. And, uh, <laughs> I didn't know who was heel or who was face. So I just kind of like acted like a heel. And then it, I was kind of like, well, wait a minute. Am I the face here? Like, I, I'm just, you know, I, I couldn't, I couldn't tell. So I just, I just did the best I could. But, uh, everyone told me I did, um, a pretty good job that night. So, uh, it was a lot of fun. Wow, that's awesome, bro. I'm glad you had a good time with that, man. Oh, good, yeah. Good first-time experience with you. Now, yeah. I want to tell you this, if you don't mind. You know, when I first when I first had a chance to meet you, and I, and I saw you in the training section, actually, right before a show, and then I saw you again. I think Fury was doing a one-on-one uh, training session with you, and I saw a little bit of you at the time. But, you know, I was in a real dark place, man. At that time, I wasn't really paying much attention to budget. I was in a real dark place in my life. I'm not going to go into details about that. But I couldn't figure out was – Oz Knight, Justin Chambers, Tweeter, Fury, Don, like, excuse my expressions, all had such a heart. I'm oh, sorry, this is PG-13. They guys were in love with you. They were infatuated with you. And I'm like, <laughs> what the hell? He's just some freaking snot-nosed kid trying to get in the ring wrestling business, man. Guess what else? I mean, I, I, I'm just like, I didn't know nothing about you. I'm just kind of like, I'm hearing all this stuff about him. I was like, what? It's so great, but I got, what's his name? Caleb Stovall? I'm, I'm looking at him and he just looks like a younger, you kind of, you, you got combinations of what Chambers looked like fused with Chris Dickens. <laughs> I, I'm going to be honest. You had Chris Dickens height, but you had more of a young CJ's kind of face. But one thing, I, but after five minutes of watching, okay, I'm honest, God, you know, I was like, well, if everyone's taking interest in Caleb Stovall, what is it? I, I, I'm just curious. And I just, I'm just standing in the corner, I'm just watching. And I could not believe it. I've seen a, a lot of guys come from this Albuquerque, a lot of young 16, 17, 18 year old snot nosed brats who didn't have no damn respect for no one's property, none of them respect for people trying to show these guys how to wrestle. Mm-hmm. Give them their first job in wrestling. I couldn't get over you. You were like saying, yes, sir. Can I help you? What else can I do? Teach me more. You were like, you were willing to learn. You, when, when someone asks you to do something, you say, well, why'd I get that up for? No, you just did it. You yeah. know, if, if Josh told you to take 20 black bumps, you did it. You know, if you're going to take a slam, if you're going to take a shot with a Kindle stick from Tweeter or, or Houston, I should say, you did it. I'm just, I'm there whispering Jay's, uh, I'm sorry, Fear is here. Like, this guy's got some heart. And yeah. I'm just watching. And then you did a freaking match. Um, the first one-on-one match I saw, I just could not get over. You had a, a couple of serious matches with, uh, with Oz. Yeah, Oz Knight. Damn, dude. What was, was, what was your experience? I mean, I call, I don't know if you know this or not, I used to tell Oz Knight in front of everybody that he was the most talented wrestler we've ever had in AWL. And I might have heard a lot of egos when I said that, but I'm just being truthful. Oz can, Oz can do a lot of good stuff. Oh, no, Oz is you know? amazing. So what was your experience working with someone, a top level, a veteran of, of some 10 years of wrestling and you're just you're in your first few months of training. Uh, scary as hell. Wow. <laughs> um, that was your first at, case at of first, at first. Um, but Oz, Oz is amazing. Um, Oz, I think. I, I mean, I agree. He was probably like 
um, more talented than a lot of the guys there and stuff like that. And that's not a knock on anyone, but no, Oz no. just was, we had a lot. was like on a different level. Well, that's true. We had a lot of guys that are great wrestlers. I mean, mm-hmm. Josh is phenomenal what he does. Houston is just tough as nails, king of the yeah. receipts. You know, and Chris is Chris. You know, and Fury is Fury. I mean, these guys are good. They they have talent on their own level. Yeah. You know, this is not disrespect knocking anybody, but Oz was just, it's, it's phenomenal. Yeah. The closest thing we had to an AJ Styles, if I, if I could be, if I could say so, and I'm just being honest. You know, I, I, Oz, yeah, I, I would can, tell you now, Oz, Oz has zero respect for my ability in the ring for some reason. I'm not <laughs> going to hint at that, but, you know, on, on my end toward Oz, you know, I praise the guy's work. I, I think he's, I think he's gold. And I'm seeing you in, in this match, and I had this idea. You know, I, I'm going to tell you what you remind me of. You know, I saw, you're mentioning DVDs and documentaries. You mm-hmm. know, one documentary that always stuck in my mind was in 2003, The Greatest Question of Ric Flair. And the words yes. Ric Flair said about Sting, you know, reminded me so much of what I thought about you. You know, you were a guy who was a good guy, who wanted to learn, who was eager to learn, who was very, very respectful. And I'm seeing how hard you're working in training. You know, I've, I've been mm-hmm. watching. I'm seeing what, what everybody's putting you through. And... I talked to the CJ, uh, Justin Chambers was the AWM champion. And right. I came in, I had an idea for a special match. I said, do you think you got a Broadway dance with Caleb Stuball? And she's like, yeah, yeah, I, I can do a damn good match with him. And he's learning. I said, I want to do this. I says, you remember the first match between the Clash of Champions between Sting and Ric Flair? And oh, absolutely. 40, One yeah, of my favorite matches. Yeah, they went 45 minutes. We had three judges to decide. I says, I yes. want to do that same kind of scenario. Yes. You know, but this was going to test you. To see if you can hang, if you how bad you're gonna want it, what what stuff you gonna try to pull out of your hat, what are you gonna try to do to impress us or whatever, whoever? Because you know, Chris Dickens and his production company has the capability of advertising this to the world. Yeah. So really, all eyes in the world at any given time can see this match. You only got one chance to do it right. Oh, exactly. And it's gonna be alive. And we actually had a pretty good crowd there that day. Yeah, we did. Uh, we uh, I think I think we had a uh, better one at uh, Halloween Massacre. Well, we did. Um, yeah. But we we did have a, a but good I think crowd the crowd was night. more into it in this particular match. I which I, I mean, mean they were screaming at champ. Yeah, I mean when when you when I, when I first told you you was going to be this match one on one for the championship, but you had it had we masked up, but you had to get past Oz Knight. If right. you get past Oz Knight, you're with number one contender for the heavyweight championship of the world. Right. What was going through your mind? Uh, well, we did that at Halloween Massacre. And uh, I remember uh, that there was, like, a lot of hype on the entire show uh, in general because I remember that they were, like, this was basically, like, AWF's uh, WrestleMania. Yeah, almost. it was our biggest show of the year. And um, we actually had, like, a good crowd turnout. We had a couple of eyes, though, uh, out in the crowd that really, you know, was nerve-wracking to me, which was um, we had uh, – Daniel Main yes. and Chris Wiggins from Flatline, you know, the, the guys that I see every first Saturday. And um, and before I before I tell this story, I got to tell this story. Oh, yeah. I remember um, uh, I went to um, was the National Arm uh, Armor Gunnery or uh, Guard at uh, uh, in Thompson mm-hmm. for the Fireman show. It was one of his shows. And uh, I, I did lights um, for that uh, for that particular night, and uh, I remember when we were setting up the ring. I remember uh, Wiggins and Maine almost, but uh, but Wiggins more telling me a story of basically a long story short of like how I shouldn't get into the business, or you know how like if you're not athletic, you really you know shouldn't do this or or something like that. It was almost. 
it's almost like he was trying to discourage me from the wrestling business. Now, I, I don't know, in, in all due respect to Chris, if, if that was what his intentions were. Maybe he was testing me um, that he night. Been. He could have been. Um, but, you know, I've, uh, I, I, I never really knew. But I, I, what I took it as was I was just like, well, I don't really care. I'm still going to do it because, you know, I, I, I now have the itch to do it. So uh, I'm going to do it. Well, we we go fast forward to Halloween Massacre, uh-huh. and I'm in this match with Oz Knight and Daniel Main and uh, Chris are sitting out there, and uh, I just remember thinking, God, this is gonna suck. I don't, I'm not gonna do this right. And I remember like the the last match I had with Oz because we had we had three of them. We had one, um, we had one one month, then we had another one the next month. He beat me both times, and then I had to beat him uh, in uh, at Halloween Massacre. And uh, the the first match went good. I, I got a lot of compliments from it. The second match, uh, I screwed up a lot. In um, I, just I, just, I lost my place okay. at times. I, I couldn't remember exactly what to do, and uh, I w- I didn't know, I guess, how to think on my feet at that point. I, I had always, you know, been under the impression of going like through everything backstage. So I had never done. Um, you know, calling it out in the ring pretty much. Right, right. So, uh, you know, I, I I was very nervous at that Halloween Masters. I thought, I thought, oh, my God, this is going to be terrible. And then, I, you know, I thought I thought it would be a great idea to wrestle without my shirt off uh, that night. <laughs> and all I kept hearing was, wow, you are white. <laughs> <laughs> so... So uh, I just I, I just remember that I just, I just remember like as Oz is making his way out I'm just standing there I'm just like I don't want to do this can I just like walk away <laughs> but <laughs> but we did the match and we did pretty much about everything we discussed out there and um, it was after the event w- which set up the you know Chambers and me um, for uh, I, I think it was Remember the Fallen Remember the Fallen and um, and, and and that match set it up, but I remember after that match, uh, Wiggins came up to me. And he was just like, "Caleb, you know, I'm I'm very impressed. I was very impressed with what you did out there, uh, you know." And he he obviously gave me advice, which you know I'm, I'll take any day of the week. Um, and and you know even Daniel Maine, who I don't think has ever given me a compliment before in my life. Uh, anybody compliment he, he was like, he was like, he was, he was like, it was actually pretty good, Caleb. You know, like, uh, that sounds like Daniel. It was, uh, it, it was, it, so it, it was great. And then, um, but working with Oz, um, if, if, if you ever get the chance to work with Oz, man, take it. Uh, he's, he's very good in the ring. Um, you know, he, he can do stuff that a lot of guys can't, especially with do. a guy for his size and stuff like that. He's very quick. He's very agile. Um, he's got he, talent. he uh, allowed me to kick out of uh, one of his big moves, which was uh, the Swanton Bob. Yeah, and uh, I, th- I thought when I saw him up there, I'm like, I'm like lying down. I'm thinking, oh, God, this is going to suck. And then, like, he landed on me, and I was like, Oh shit! <laughs> like, so uh, it was it, it, it was fun. Uh, I, I I don't think that I could ask for that match to go any better. I mean, obviously, you know, I wish I had done more. I wish I had had more moves to uh, you know my name. But uh, man, I, I couldn't ask for that match to go any better. I couldn't ask really for a better series or a better feud 
to really sink my teeth into uh, and, and kind of develop myself. So uh, it was it, it was a lot of fun. I think it kind of got a lot of people talking as well. And not just, you know, fans, but it got also the boys talking. They were, you know, kind of like, well, this, this kid might have something, you know, I guess. Uh, or maybe that's what they thought. Maybe they didn't think anything of it at all. Well, but. I can tell you from personal experience, you, you had a buzz going. A lot of people were bragging about your performance in that match. Everyone said, this kid has got a future. Yeah, I, uh, I was told uh, uh, by Night Stalker himself, he's like, he's like, I'm more worried about not having to follow you after that match. Yeah. I was like, well, that, that, that's a big compliment it to was. me. <laughs> so uh, it, was, uh, it was a lot of fun. Um, and uh, then we go to uh, – to, Remember the, the Fallen. Yeah, then we go to Remember the Fallen, and I, I get in the ring with Chambers. Chambers doesn't go over anything in the back, too. He's a guy that calls it out in the ring. And That's I, what he does. And he, I remember, he does not like talking about it all in the back. He, no. And I remember thinking, I'm about to go out there. I have no idea what I'm going to do out there. Like I, you know, I didn't really have a move set to my name. All I did was basically a, a like hard clothesline or maybe a couple of scoop slams, you know, but I, I was like, this might be a train wreck, you know? And, uh, I, I can't tell you, uh, how we got through that match. All I know is I just, I, I, you know, I would tell him, Hey, you know, reverse me and, and, and stuff like that. When I, when I felt it was time for, you know, him to reverse me or something, or when I needed him to take over and stuff like that. And, uh, the more and more as, as you know, the more and more the match went, uh, I, I, I got more confident, I guess. Like I, I was able to think on my feet and stuff like that. And I, I think that just comes from, you know, working with a veteran like Chambers and stuff like that. Who's, who, was really great in the ring to me. Uh, you know, I, I don't know how a lot of people feel about him as far as a worker, but I, I thought he was uh, awesome and exactly what I needed to make make it through that match. When I saw that match, uh, personally, <clears throat> someone was only a little bit upset for some strange reason because the last few matches Chambers had before you, you know, it wasn't all that great because he was getting burned out. He was getting tired. Injuries were catching up to him because, you know, one time, in my opinion, he still was, he was the best technical wrestler mm-hmm. in AWF. You know, he was one of the names that's the name I actually given him. But, like I said at the beginning of their show, if you have a young line, sometimes you like to fire up that old line. And yeah. That's really what you did in that match with CJ. You let fire up in that boy. It was like CJ 10 years ago when he first wrestling. I mean, he, he loved that match. I mean, he, he, he brought something to the table and you really woke him up in that match, man. And it was phenomenal. And yeah, you both of you guys got a standing ovation at the end. And it was probably the last best match they had at the Hall of Marina. I wasn't sure if you're aware of that or not, but. Oh, that, I mean, that's an awesome compliment because, uh, I, I, you know, as the match is going on, I, I remember thinking to myself, I was like, I was like, God, this might not be that great or something. I, I you know, I, I can't tell, like, because when you're out in the ring, you have a different feel than the, than course, the crowd does course. a lot of the time. So, like, I'm like, I don't know if anyone's into this match or not, or if you know, uh, I'm doing good or not. But I just, you know, I, I basically go with the motto of when the red light's on, you just do it. I guess. <laughs> Outstanding. Well, brother, um, I kind of went on my little time limit here, All right. you know, but um, 
we're going to take a little break. I'm going to talk to Christopher Dickens and see if I can get you in a real quick part two. Because I had a couple more questions I wanted to ask you. So if it's okay with the boss man here, I'm going to bring you, I'm going to bring you back for, for a part two of this series. But Kelly awesome. Ball, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for being on my show. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Survivor of Pain, Bill Blanchard. This has been The Shootout. Y'all have a good night. <laughs>